1: I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening guys, and without further ado, let's begin. My boyfriend and I are currently hiking the Pacific Crest Trail in California. It's extremely common to get hitches along the trail and most people who live in towns bordering the trail are fairly kind. They're also safe-seeming folk. Emphasis on seeming. Well, today, we found ourselves a little lost after trying to take a less-traveled alternative trail to avoid the snow-covered main trail. After lots of struggle and practically bushwhacking, we made our way down the hill and ended up accidentally on someone's property. This property is big. It's a large ranch with a few different buildings. We tried to skedaddle as fast as possible off the property, but one of the ranch dogs saw us and the owner came off in a golf cart. I explained that we accidentally got lost hiking and apologized, and he said that it happens often. He was super understanding. He asked us if we wanted to ride into town since he was about to leave anyways, Given how common hitching is on trail and how nice he was, we accepted and he drove us to town. Now, on the ride there, he told us that he used to be in the DEA and had participated in more shootouts than people fighting in the army. Weird, but okay, didn't think much of it. I noticed my boyfriend was really quiet though and thought that it was odd. But as soon as we hop out of the car, my boyfriend grabs our backpacks and tells me to check my phone. He had sent me an article about the guy that we had just got a ride from and how this guy was involved in his girlfriend's disappearance and a suspicious death on the ranch property not too long after. Apparently, his girlfriend went missing two weeks after signing property transfers of her ranch over to him. She was never found and the suspicious death on the ranch was a worker who got killed by an ATV but toxicology showed a meth overdose. Given his DEA background, I found that part especially suspicious. Also, he is on the sex offender registry for groping two women on a snowmobile tour, apparently. So yeah, this article, it definitely shook me. My boyfriend and I are 100% okay, but... Yeah, like I said, just shook that we got a hitch from a possible murderer. And to be honest, after researching and reading everything... I think that he did it. Be careful who you get hitches from, I guess. Even if they may seem friendly. So, I've always been somewhat of a believer in the paranormal. But didn't buy the whole thing of spirits and demons were common. That is, until I had some things happen to me as an adult... As a child, I experienced a few things that were also witnessed by my mother, so I knew that there was some truth to it all. About four years ago, I experienced something one night that has changed my life forever. At first, I was pretty excited over what had happened, but then, like the flip of a switch, it all just sort of turned dark, very dark. You see, I was investigating my own experience, Doing everything that I could or had seen on TV. And yes, I know now that that was a huge mistake. But at the time, I was trying to get answers and I was willing to do anything that I could try to get them. Even something that I had always sworn that I would never do. Attempting to use a spirit board. I was doing all of my investigation by myself. Another mistake. And I was going to the cemetery where it all started by myself at all hours of the night. Another huge mistake. One day, though, I got the bright idea of downloading the Spirit Board app on my phone. The first time that I used it, I got just what I expected garbage. But I didn't give up. And after several attempts, I made one more attempt, and this time things were a bit different. I was sitting at my kitchen table, turned on the app, and started to ask questions. The answers were coming quickly and accurately. And I thought to myself, wow, maybe this time it's actually working. I was obviously still very skeptical about all this and thought to myself, I'm going to debunk this thing and bust it as fake. I asked if they could see me. The answer was yes. I asked for its name. I was given Mariah. I then asked where I was sitting. The answer was the kitchen table. I asked what I was wearing. It answered correctly, I then asked, where are you at? It answered with, next door in cellar. I thought to myself, ah, I have you now. So I replied with, oh, so you're in the red brick one story next door then? It responded with no. I asked, which house are you in then? And the answer made my blood run cold. It replied with, grey two story on the corner, abandoned. Now, when you look out my kitchen window, there is a grey two-story on the corner of another street, and it's been abandoned for several years. It also has a cellar, not a basement. I continued to have conversations with this spirit board app for several months. One night, I started at 1 in the morning, and I didn't stop until almost 7 in the morning, and it only felt like 20 minutes had went by. And this Mariah... Could tell me things about myself that nobody could know about. It would tell me about calls that I had when years ago I was a police officer and what I had seen or felt. My haunting became very horrifying for several years and I still deal with it daily and nightly even. An investigation was done at my home and they got the name Mariah as well. Who they said was actually a succubus that was apparently attached to me. I stopped using the spirit app uh, a long time ago but I am still dealing with the very real issues of using one and apparently not closing the door when done, using it by myself and so on and so forth. I'm here to tell you just because you use one and you have no issues doesn't mean that your time isn't coming and when it does honestly I, I feel sorry for what you're going to be dealing with. Please, whatever you do, take this seriously and use with extreme caution. I wished that I was more careful myself.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs
1: A few days ago, my girlfriend and I, the young 20s, were on the home stretch of a big road trip with our dog. As it had been a while since we last stopped, we pulled into a rest stop off of a freeway to stretch our legs and have Doggo take a a dump. When we pulled into the rest stop, there were no cars and three big semi-trucks parked in a line. Immediately, my girlfriend got out to go into the next room. I leashed up the dog and stood next to the car and, as she was walking towards the entry door, I thought that I heard someone yell behind me. To my surprise, it was a trucker in the driver's seat of his truck with the window rolled down, trying to get my attention. Now, I'm generally a pretty friendly person towards all people, whether they seem shady or not, generally willing to help a hand. Behind me in the truck was an older gentleman Large, with grey hair and sunglasses. His truck was so loud that I really couldn't hear what he was saying, so I yelled back what. The trucker yelled something inaudible three more times as I asked him what, while shaking my head and holding up my heads to inform him that I couldn't hear him. At this point, he seemed visually annoyed that I said what four times. Okay. Which, okay, that's understandable. I wanted to see what the deal with this guy was, so I walked halfway between the car and his passenger side truck. "'What did you say?' I asked. "'Can you help me look for my phone? I lost it somewhere,' the trucker said. At this point, I was super caught off guard as this had all unfolded within the 20 to 30 seconds that we parked at the rest stop." To me, it was weird that a a trucker was asking a random person stopping at a rest stop to help look for their phone. But maybe he just wanted me to call it. Where did you lose it? I asked. Uh, I lost it in my truck. Can you come up here and help me look for it? The trucker replied in a really unnerving tone. In that moment, I was really sketched out. I thought that I was about to be abducted. Phone call I could do, but... No way was I about to get into his trucker's cab to look for his phone. Yeah, I'm good, I said sternly, but half-heartedly as I almost thought that this guy was joking with me. After a few moments, the trucker then says, You won't help me look for it? My adrenaline was pumping, so I yelled back, Get out of here, in a threatening tone, knowing that I had nothing to defend us should something go wrong. I put Doggo back in the car and pulled out my phone to pretend that I was calling the cops. While he slowly drove and then stopped again to ask if I was going to help, I then screamed again, No, get out of here, I'm calling the cops. And after that reply, he stepped on the gas and exited the freeway. I stood and watched when finally my girlfriend exited the rest stop, wondering why I looked like I'd just seen a ghost. I don't know if it was an overreaction, but... It sketched me out that he asked me to get into his truck like that. So the hubby and I worked together at the time that this happened. Drove to and from work together daily. Note too that we had a a pet cat named Sammy. But nobody else lived with us and we owned our home so no landlords coming in while we were out or anything like that. And one day, we come home from work and there is on the floor, in the middle of the kitchen, an egg. One single egg, no cracks and in perfect condition. The weird part, we had no eggs, none in the fridge, didn't eat them often, so we had those frozen egg whites that come in a cardboard carton. No actual eggs and hadn't had any in the house for a real long time. We scratched our heads about that, threw the egg away, and that was that. Until the next day, we come home and there's another egg, again right in the middle of the kitchen floor. Now, we're getting freaked out. Once was weird enough, but twice? We considered cracking this one open, but we decided against that and we just threw it out. Weirdly too, it never seemed to happen again. And to this day, many years later, we mention the time that Sammy laid eggs in the kitchen, but have yet to come up with any sort of plausible explanation for what it was. The whole thing was just bizarre. I was tree planting near Smithers, BC, about an hour and a half into the mountains on dirt roads. I've really tried my best to forget that this incident ever happened, because I just cannot find a way to rationalize any of it. So, it was almost midnight and I was trying to sleep in my tent. My tent was near a bunch of standing dead trees that would creak when the wind picked up, It was a very loud and distinct sound and on this particular night it was dead silent and still though I started to hear sticks cracking and steps being taken that seemed to slowly get closer over the course of about maybe 15 minutes. It was loud enough that I was certain that there was a bear approaching my tent and it got so close that it had to be no further than 15 feet from it. Cracking sticks and Padding around the forest floor, I decided to yell out very loudly, but there was silence. I was answered with nothing but deafening silence. No sound of the creature fleeing or doing anything at all. I just sort of sat there in silence, scared to move, trying to rationalize to no conclusion. About 20 minutes of dead silence later... I heard the eeriest, unnatural, and unexplainable noise that I've ever heard. It was the exact same timber, and volume and just basically the same sound as the trees outside creaking. But instead of being a sort of regular creak, it began and then held the exact same note of a creak for a full five seconds or even longer. It was like an unnatural drone that was obviously not a tree creaking. Mind you, there was not a hint of wind or any other trees creaking as per usual. I don't know what that was, but what I'm trying to say is that it was unnatural and weird. I got barely any sleep that night, and the next day was really tough. I just tried to forget about it, but I never did make the connection that skinwalkers are known to imitate sounds like that until maybe a few weeks ago. This happened in July of 2022, and I don't know, it was a weird experience. I'm not saying that it was a skinwalker, but it was strange. If anyone has had any similar experiences or has any ideas of what this could have been, then I would sure love to hear it. This story, we have to rewind a bit until last summer. Uh, That was the night of August the 12th, specifically, and it was the night that the meteor shower was happening. With the intention of watching the meteor shower, my partner and I packed a towel and some takeout dinner and headed to a huge park in our city. In this park, there's this big wooded area that we thought was ideal to watch the sky, since it was almost in pitch darkness. We had to use our phone flashlights to navigate it and chose a place to lay down her towel, just so you can picture how dark it was. We get there, we turn off the flashlight, and I play some chill music on my phone. We were both looking at the sky, but if we looked around us, it was completely pitch black. The only light was in the horizon line. Now, it may seem irrelevant at this point, but I was wearing a sundress that had to be tied around the waist, and I untied it to be more comfortable in the position that I was laying After 5 or 10 minutes of unsuccessfully trying to see a shooting star, I lower my sight and start taking notice of our surroundings. And to my left, my boyfriend is sitting to my right, still looking at the sky, I notice some movement. I try to focus my eyes on it, I only see a brief outline, but I can tell that there's somebody or something approaching us. My first thought was, oh there's a dog, but... For some reason, I feel unsettled and I cannot take my eyes off of it. As it comes closer and I can see more of it, the distant lights in the horizon line sort of light this thing up and I tell my partner that there's something coming towards us. I think it might be a dog. Before I even finish the sentence, though, it hit me. It wasn't a dog. It's a man, but... He's crawling on all fours in a sort of animalistic way with his chest close to the ground. My boyfriend? He saw it too, bolted onto his feet. I felt paralyzed in fear while he urged me to get up. He said to me, I'll grab our stuff, you have to get up. I was trying to tie my dress back up, but I was so nervous that I couldn't. Come on, we need to leave, he said. He took my hand and we started rushing through the woods towards the lit part of the park. I couldn't stop looking back. We were both very shaken up by it, but we eventually got out of there and I was so thankful that I wasn't alone in the woods that night. I would like to tell you guys about an unsettling experience that I had about maybe 10 years ago now in the fall. I was born in and still live in Lewisbury, PA My younger years were spent back near the old observatory, around Moores Mountain Road and Observatory Drive if you know the place, but even then I could sense that this area was a little bit off. The woods were just not quite right. Open fields seemed, I don't know, like eerie. The roads never seemed to go the exact places you thought they did Moore's Mountain Church boasted Spook Hollow, which was a logging road that just kind of padded out that reeked of being creepy. But anyway, most nights I will drive down to New Cumberland for a cold beer and some darts, and one night in October of 2012, it was no different. On the return trip, not long after midnight, I was on Route 382, headed eastwards, Lewisbury. As I was approaching John Brennanman's place up on the right, just before Brenneman Drive, I saw someone walking towards me, um, along the side of the road. True, it was late, but it was rather mild for October, so it wasn't out of the question that somebody might be walking along the road. But what was odd is that he was very tall, 6'6 six, six or taller at least, and really, really thin, In the few seconds that I was looking at him, I noticed that he seemed to be dressed all in black, with black pants, a tight black trench coat, very, very dark skin, and also short, dark hair. He was either limping or having trouble walking. As I sort of debated slowing down, I mean, maybe somebody had had an accident, he then all of a sudden, dropped down to all fours and quickly scampered across the road in front of me. He has a face that was, as I said, coal black, but now that I get a better look at him, it's sort of a cross between what I can only describe as human and canine. And then, he was gone. When I got home, I hadn't really thought much about it, but over the next day or two, it really started to give me the creeps. Obviously, I didn't say anything to anyone for a few days, but then I told a few close friends. Being self-employed and fearing derision, I was reticent to make much ado about it. Although I have always been an enthusiast of the paranormal, cryptozoology, ghosts and such, I've always been a a dyed-in-the-wool skeptic, I guess you could say. I can't explain what I saw or begin to postulate what it was. I only know that I saw it and it creeps me out. I did do some research and the closest that I came to was a picture was like one in Texas, a stilt walker which, yeah, you can have a look at that online if you'd like to get a bit of an idea of what it looked like. This happened about nine years ago and sometimes comes to my mind. Whenever it does, it always creeps me out. So, I was on an adult dating site, one of the fetish types. I know, don't judge me. I just was looking for some fun. But anyway, I was stupid and gave out more information than I probably should have. I was chatting with a guy. He asked me at some point what I did for work. At the time, I was working at a McDonald's, so I told him. He asked which one, and I stupidly told him which one it was. We chatted off and on. We hadn't been chatting for too long, and I also stupidly gave him my phone number at some point. He would talk about how he wanted to meet me on my break and have some fun on my break. I told him, no thanks. I don't bring my lifestyle to my job. Anyway... I checked my messages just before I was due to clock out of work and luckily I did because he mentioned that he was at my job and told me that he ordered a Big Mac meal. I was like, oh, okay, well, don't expect me to do anything with you. I'm not interested. He then got upset and apparently wasn't accepting that I wasn't interested. I was also scared because... I hadn't sent him a face picture of myself, but I had never received one from him either. I really wasn't too interested in him, so I decided that I didn't need a face picture since I likely wasn't going to meet up with him anyway. His interests weren't what I was looking for, and I have a hard time straight up saying that I'm not interested, and just slowly started to ghost whoever I had no interest in, really. Now luckily... I hadn't told him my work schedule so he didn't know that I was about to clock out. So I, after clocking out, told one of my managers that I was on a dating site and some guy just showed up to my work and I have no idea what he looks like and that I was going to hang out in the back in the break room for a bit. Luckily she didn't judge me and was like, oh okay. So I waited for about half an hour before I left. I didn't have a car at the time and I had to walk home as well and... I was afraid that he would see me and try to pick me up in his car. Luckily, no one followed me, so I seemed to be in the clear. But it creeps me out that some random person just decided that he would show up to my job and expect me to want to meet up with him like that. It was foolish of me to walk home that night too. I mean, anything could have happened. But this whole experience opened my eyes thankfully and... Made me more aware of the information that I give out to strangers. I've definitely learnt my lesson and I won't be doing that again. That's for sure. I, a 33 year old female, was in my early 20s. At the time I had a female dog named Nina, a boxer. She passed away when she was 8 from lung cancer and I miss her a lot. Nina, though, was very energetic, so I took her for long walks around the neighborhood, usually at the end of the day at around 4 to 6 p.m., when it wasn't too hot, but not dark either. One thing you must know about Nina as well is that she loved people. She did not get along with other dogs, but every time she saw somebody walking by us, she would shake her tail and wanted to get closer and ask for pets. Now, one day, we went on our usual walk... Everything was fine for most of it. I saw a few other dog tutors walking their dogs and an old couple sitting in front of their house chatting. And then when we were alone, Nina suddenly started growling. One thing I should mention too is that I've graduated in biology and specialize in animal behavior. At the time this story happened, I was finished college So, I used to pay a lot of attention to my dog's behavior, and had quite a lot of knowledge on dog behavior because it was my favorite subject in the area. Dogs can see movement much better than us, so things like an eyebrow raise or a little bit of tension on the shoulders, they can easily pick up on it. So, of course, a dog growling doesn't sound that weird, I know, but Nina did growl to other dogs and cats when she saw them, but this was different. It was very low and all the fur on her back was up. Her entire behavior was of alarm. And then I noticed that she was looking back while growling. So I looked behind me briefly in the distance. Like a a block away, I saw a man. This made me even more alert. Because Nina never growled to anyone in the street before. She never stopped walking by my side or tried to pull away. But she kept this low growl going and kept looking at this guy. I started to freak out a bit and turned to the next block. She stopped for a second, but when we reached the next corner, she started growling again and he was there again. He didn't try to talk to me, call me, and or anything like that. His expression was very serious too, kind of emotionless I guess. I kept walking in random patterns and... He was always just there though, which means that that man was definitely following me. At some point, our distance started to shrink and Nina's growling was getting stronger. So when I turned the next corner, I just started running while he couldn't see me. I ran about maybe four blocks in the direction of an area that I knew had more traffic and people around. I stopped to get my breath and looked behind me. He was far away, right in the corner where I had started running, just there, standing and looking at me. Nina was looking at him too, still with her alarm posture. After a minute, he turned around and went in the same direction that he had come from, and Nina finally relaxed. I kept paying attention to Nina's behavior the entire way back to my house later, but... She was just her normal happy self. Now, I've told this story to my parents and a few neighbors, and no one seemed to know of any man that looked like him. I never did see him again either, and Nina never behaved like that again ever. So I guess I'll never know who he was or why he was following me, but I definitely do not regret trusting Nina's instincts. I mean, if it hadn't have been for her... I don't think I would have even known that the man was behind me. I guess the lesson here is that people need to pay attention to their pet's behaviors as much as they can. It's not about a supernatural sixth sense or anything. They can actually feel, see, and hear things better than us, and there's no behavior that happens for no reason. There is always a reason. So, stay safe, everyone. We live in a small town in the Midwest. She works at an old, old elementary school as a music teacher. We also live across the street from a cemetery where we've both seen a spooky ghost. I'm still kind of skeptical if I'm being honest. But when she started working at the school, she came home with a really odd story about how her pencil cup is always thrown on the ground when she comes into work in the morning. She thought that I was just a begrudged custodian at first, then she blamed the cup, then the desk, and then maybe the floor wasn't level. But it happened every single night and she'd find her pens tossed everywhere and the cups somewhere on the ground. Finally, she just stopped talking about it and eventually the custodian complained to the administrators that my wife was throwing her pens on the floor and leaving the mess for him. The pen cup thing still happens on almost a daily basis, but when my wife was uh, practicing a hymn alone in her classroom after school, apparently the piano made a sound as if, in her words, someone sat right on the piano. She said that it was brief, obnoxious, and a burst of piano notes, and then just silence. She said that she slowly walked out and pushed it out of her mind because... Who knows, maybe there was a rat or something in the actual piano. But the last thing is the scariest to me, and... The school has a sort of second story that was never finished. It's used as a huge storage attic. It's accessible from a locker ladder sort of outside the building. Other teachers experienced a similar thing, but my wife didn't really believe it... Until last night. She was giving a private lesson to a high school girl that wants to learn opera... The girl left, and while my wife was gathering her stuff to head home, she heard someone running, full speed, from the inaccessible side of the attic thing, towards the ladder side. She heard the running from one end to the other, and it was inhumanely fast. And then, nothing. She said that she was actually scared by this, and she ran to her car in the end, and... As weird as it sounds, she enjoys these experiences. I, on the other hand, am kind of afraid for her. But what do we do about it? And can we even do anything about it? Let me know. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode, too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media, too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you, mates, in the next one.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality.